0: I feel like a middle child, my siblings would probably tell you that I'm the youngest child. When I was in third grade, I wrote a 33-page horror novel. That's half the battle is figuring out your crust.
1: I have a feeling that you're going to find this to be a really interesting conversation. I'm Ken Cooper, this is Around River City and that maybe middle child, the novelist and the perfect crust baker, that is Dominique Lucki. And spoiler alert, much or I guess I would say most of her life somehow connects with the theater. We'll find out how and we'll find out a lot more, too, on Around River City. Thanks a lot for listening. The conversation begins next. I'm Ken Cooper. Around River City is a podcast that's about, well, it's it's about all of us, really, the people living in and around La Crosse. This time around, I had the chance to sit down with Dominique Lukey on the terrace of the Weber Center for the Arts. Dominique is the production and special event coordinator for the La Crosse Community Theater. It was a beautiful sunny day, and you'll uh, hear that there was a little bit of a breeze every now and then, too. And before I hit the record button, Dominique gave me a little background on her theater roots. Suffice it to say, they go way back, especially to high school and some what I would call progressive theater directors. They let their high school actors work with some material that isn't often seen in school productions, Uh, alcohol and pregnancy, just a couple of those that we talked about. So as we got down into our conversation, I asked if we could just go back and start at the beginning. Okay. And one of the very few things that I knew about you before sitting down with you here on the lovely terrace at the community theater, what a beautiful gem this is and a beautiful day, by the way.
0: Hidden gem, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I know that you're not from Lacrosse. I am not. You're from the fabulously just ritzy and jazzy Nina, Wisconsin. Oh, you are
0: such a good liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Yes, I am from Nina. I don't know that I would call it jazzy. Yeah. Um, it was a nice town to grow up in.
1: Was uh, You know, the only thing most of us know about Nina is the manhole covers. Yep. And toilet paper. Yep. So you've got that whole end of the business covered what else is there about nina what do we need to know
0: well apparently we have very risque theater directors at the high school
1: (laughs) yes 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 Um, (laughs) adventurous we'll call them adventurous. adventurous
0: um i loved them but it actually reminds me of lacrosse in a lot of ways i I grew up on Doty Island and now I live on French Island. They have a Riverside Park, which is um, a huge hub when it comes to things like the 4th of July and outdoor festivities. That's actually in that park where we have an outdoor stage, much similar um, to the band shell that we now have um, here in downtown La Crosse. Um,
1: Big family? Little family?
0: I have a huge family. I am the sixth of seven children.
1: Do you get to count? I mean, are you counted as a middle child, or are you close enough to the end to be one of the youngest? Because I'm the youngest of eight, and I know I'm the baby of the family.
0: I, it depends who you ask in my family. I feel like a middle child. Um, my siblings would probably tell you that I'm the youngest child. Oh, okay. I I disagree. No, it's funny in my family because there are three girls, a boy, then three more girls, and so I am the middle of the second set of girls.
1: Um, Only someone in that kind of a family would do the math to figure that (laughs) (laughs) out and to justify how they can be a middle child.
0: Yes. Well, I mean...
1: (laughs) I'm the middle of the second set of girls.
0: Because I remember, like, it was even by the time I was in elementary school, my older siblings were starting to go off to college. So it's like, yes, I had six siblings, but for a large portion of my life, it felt like I only had, you know, three or four, um, just because they... They all end up going to Stevens Point, strangely enough. Um, Did you? No. My brother and I were the only ones to branch out. We went to Eau Claire, the very exotic Ooh, yeah, Eau Claire. Yeah.
1: Didn't branch out a lot. Not too much. Okay. What was your favorite part of the of life back then in that house with all those kids? And
0: um, I really liked going camping with my family in the summers. Um, and then actually... I pretty much lived at my high school just because I was involved in the drama program there and then also show choir. So we were vintage. we It's funny to think because I likely met my husband at a show choir competition, or at least had seen him and didn't even know it because he's from Alaska. I'm yeah. from Nina. We, we went to several of the same competitions. So
1: Around here, Onalaska uh, show choir is kind of like they're revered. the ones are, to be. Were they scary? Yeah. Nina, were they considered scary?
0: Yes. It was. All, uh, there was always like a, a motivation to try to to beat them, but at least in the year that the years that I was in it, there there was just no way. Um, I think when my older sisters were in show choir, I think they came close to beating them at a few competitions. Um,
1: Do you still hold a grudge against your husband?
0: Mm. <laughs> no.
1: Does he ever put it in yours that he won?
0: <laughs> no, he hasn't. Please don't give him any ideas. We'll
1: edit that part out. <laughs> we'll edit it so we don't give him any ideas. But so you met him without realizing that it...
0: Probably. Without
1: knowing... Well, that's yeah. interesting.
0: Because Onalaska was at a lot of the competitions yeah. that we went to.
1: He was probably thinking, hey, I'm on Alaska. I'm too good for her, and yeah. she's just Nina.
0: Well, and I had a fro at the time, so he wouldn't have recognized me anyway.
1: Are you kidding?
0: No. Well, it wasn't a true fro. I My <laughs> junior year... <laughs> I you, I have,
1: <laughs> you have really lovely but straight hair.
0: Very fine hair. Yeah. Um, no, I cut it into a pixie, and it was a thing in my high school that if you're in show choir for competition, you must curl your hair. So I would try to curl it, and that's what it looked like.
1: Wow. You really give it all for a part, whether it's the show choir <laughs> or on stage for a theater.
0: We're not bringing that hairstyle back. Not <laughs> for hope me. I not.
1: I really hope not. Um, was your family theatrical like you are?
0: Um, in a way. We were more musical. It's fun. They... <laughs> it's funny they actually called us the von traps sometimes because my parents actually met in the 70s in a guitar group and of course it was the 70s it was the 70s everyone's in a guitar group but then while we were growing up um they volunteered our family to perform every other sunday at our at our church so i grew up singing in church pretty much for most of my childhood, Um, and we would sing on all the major holidays, Easter, Christmas, Um, and it was just, it was a huge thing. I remember also from time to time going caroling um, at some of the, at the hospital that my aunt worked at on Christmas Eve, so music was a huge part. Um, Everyone sang. Uh, It was really my, my older sister, Carrie, who got got the family into theater. Um, my other sister, Lauren, would do the musicals, but Carrie, Carrie did the, the comedies and the dramas, and then my brother Sam got into it, and I remember just going to those shows and loving them, so I would audition for everything. Um, and
1: So there was support there? There was... So <laughs> sort of.
0: Sort of. Um, it wasn't until my junior year that my mom actually enjoyed one of the plays that I was in in high school, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's that all about?
0: I don't, well, I mean, you're welcome to your own opinion and tastes, but I, 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 I don't know, show selection maybe? Huh. But we did a, a comedy that I was hoping to do at LCT sometime soon, The Curious Savage. So
1: I've heard of that. I don't know anything about it.
0: Oh, it's so sweet. It is set in the 50s. It is about a woman who marries a man a little bit later in life. Um, he had been married before and had three children, and the f- children from day one basically hated this woman um, named Mrs. Savage. And eventually, the they get older, the father dies, and he leaves all of the money not to the children, but to the wife. Yeah. And so, and she is a very eccentric character. Um, and she is basically spending the money in ways that the children do not approve. So they have her committed.
1: <laughs> um, my. And yeah. this is, you said this is this, a this comedy? This is a comedy. It okay. is a comedy
0: because all of the people that live at this home, the cloisters, they are all just so lovely. And they all have something that they are battling with. Um, one of them is suffering from PTSD. One of them lost, uh, a child. Um, and so she's struggling with that. One of them is just, uh, I think had also some kind of traumatic, um, instance in her life. And now she just creates these fantasies of things that she thinks are happening in her life that aren't. Um, but they're all just so accepting and supportive of one another. And they just welcome Mrs. Savage into, into their home and eventually help her, um, try to to get out they they <laughs> they one up all the children and make the children actually seem more crazy than any single character
1: well i hope you get a chance to do that it sounds hope really we do. interesting yeah and it sounds like it could be a slice of life story too this is around river city and you can check out all the podcasts and subscribe as well by going to aroundrivercity.com we'll be back in just a bit to talk about daydreaming pie crust and inspiration with dominique Lukey. This is Around River City, the podcast about the people that make this area such a cool place to live. One of those people is definitely Dominique Lukey. And as I discovered, she's not from around here. So I asked her what she misses about her childhood in Nina.
0: Being a kid in Nina?
1: Or that time in your life?
0: Going for walks in my neighborhood. Yeah. Um... I'm a bit of a daydreamer, so that was just a very relaxing thing to do and just to be um, out in nature. And whether it was by myself or if I had a friend or a sibling with me, it's just I cannot remember a single walk that I, I didn't enjoy.
1: Yeah. Do you still let yourself daydream? Oh, always. What do you do with those daydreams?
0: <sighs> um, Sometimes I make them reality. So... That's good. Yeah. Um, as of late, they usually turn into pies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is something we need to talk about. little tangent here, because I was told by a mutual friend of ours, uh, Ann Radke, that you are, in her words, quite the fabulous baker. <laughs> now, I Aww. bake some things. My daughter, Sydney, she's 11. She really loves to bake. She bakes bread and, and all sorts of things. And... Uh, I, I guess I, I got a little upset with Anne, because the way she talked about you and your baking, she's never talked about me and my baking that oh. way. So I was a little sad.
0: You just need to bring her more stuff to eat. I, I Change your mind.
1: I don't know what I can do. I can't compete. What, what got you into baking?
0: So with pie baking in particular, because I've always been a baker, um, growing up my family would come to me as begging for cookies. But there is this wonderful show called waitress um it first came out as a movie with nathan fillion and carrie russell in 2007 also a comedy a little bit of a darker comedy um and is about this woman who is stuck in an abusive marriage um but she works at a pie shop and she is just their like baker supreme like she is brilliant with coming up with new and interesting and delicious recipes Um, and she dreams of entering this pie competition so that she can earn enough money to finally leave her husband Um, along the way she finds out that her husband has impregnated her and she falls in love with her doctor Um, but eventually that was my favorite movie for a long time Um, but I believe it was in 2015. It actually got turned into a musical with music by Sarah Bareilles, oh, and my. it is one of the very few stories where the musical version actually elevates the movie version. I think it's just because you can express so much more in song than you sometimes can in words. Um, is that because?
1: When you're singing the song, you can step out of reality a little bit.
0: I think so. I think there's more allowances with that, and there's just, I think when you when you pause the do- dialogue and move into a song, it allows you to s- show so much more um, emotional depth. Um, you get to take two to three minutes to express something that in dialogue may have been a sentence or two. Yeah. So it's just it. It's my favorite musical um, and
1: was it a movie musical or on stage?
0: It was on stage. It okay. was completely staged on okay. um, the musical version. but my husband knew that I really wanted to see it so for my birthday he um, got me tickets for the tour that was coming through and I thought it would be kind of fun as a countdown to start baking pies. I was also motivated because growing up my dad was the pie baker. The Wednesday before every Thanksgiving he would make like five pies and it's yeah. like someone in the family needs to learn how to do this. Yeah. Um, so, and the show was in December so it was around Thanksgiving time that I was just trying my hand at making these pies and I tried making one a week and would give them ridiculous names like she does in the movie. Um, and
1: Now are you talking just, are you a crust from scratch person yes.
0: oh my gosh yes or okay. don't even bother
1: I, oh my god the, i wish you could see the look <laughs> she just gave me i just totally insulted you i apologize
0: that's <laughs> half the battle is i know it is i know it
1: is are you uh uh are you uh, a lard person or are you a crisco i or you? have
0: it's a mix i've discovered um butter will give you the best flavor but if you use only butter it gets too dry and it'll crack when you try to roll it out. And rolling it out is honestly the biggest pain in the butt yeah. for making a pie. Um, so I use, I think it comes out to about, I don't know, maybe five-sixths butter and one margarine. Um, and the margarine is just what will give it a little bit more elasticity. So, um, And I also found that instead of using ice water, use whole milk. It also adds to the flavor and gives you a little bit more of a fatty okay. component.
1: Mm-hmm. One trick I tried, and it worked pretty well, was putting a little vodka
0: I've heard that in
1: the crust. I've heard that.
0: To make it flaky.
1: Yeah, it, it adds to the flake. It, it does its job, and then it'll, mm-hmm. it evaporates, Yeah. and it gets out of there. So it, uh, you don't taste the vodka, obviously, and there's no alcohol in there. But it, it really, it, I, I'm not as in-depth <laughs> with it as you are, but it seemed to make a nice crust. Yeah. So try that one sometime, and let okay. me know how it goes for you.
0: Or maybe that's why Ann doesn't like
1: yours. <sighs> I didn't say she doesn't like them. <laughs> she doesn't wax poetic. I do make a, a batch of brownies Okay. that I very humbly consider to be the greatest in the history of the world.
0: Do they have caramel in them?
1: They don't need anything, lady. If you have a good brownie, you don't need to... Just, see, the look that I'm giving you is the one you gave me. My brownies don't Touché. need anything. Um, but i have a one person who i used to share them with a guy he would tell me man keep making those brownies every time i bring them home to my wife i get laid so
0: (laughs) please tell me they're not from a box
1: oh gosh no no no, not at all i actually took probably three different recipes uh combined them and then Mm -hmm. over the years have done a few little different things myself and I like them.
0: Yeah. That's usually what I do when I'm experimenting. I have discovered a really good um, recipe for a homemade blueberry filling um, that has bourbon in it. Mm. So it just gives it more. It's almost like a a more intense vanilla flavor. Yeah. So
1: well, yeah, vanilla and bourbon go together really well. So Mm -hmm. what's your best pie?
0: Um, Again, it depends who you ask. Um, What would
1: your husband, what's your (laughs) husband's best pie?
0: He would say actually the the blueberry bourbon. Um, The last time I made it that he really liked it, I did a cornmeal crust with my blueberry bourbon filling. And then I put on the caramel pecan glaze that traditionally goes with an apple pie, So put that over the top. Wow. Otherwise, the one that I had made recently that I really liked was a layer of a pistachio filling with uh, a pineapple cream on top. So, wow.
1: How do I get into your pie circle?
0: <laughs> honestly, like I tell people and they don't believe me, just tell me what kind you like and say when. It's that simple.
1: <laughs> I, I honestly believe that every single day of my life, if I could, I would eat an entire pumpkin pie.
0: And that, also I have discovered, you have to make with actual pumpkin that you roast.
1: Okay, so I've never <laughs> had the guts to do that.
0: It's uh, easy! It's,
1: I've always heard the texture is a little stringy when you do that. No,
0: I have not had that issue. I mean, you want to make sure that you still clean clean out the pumpkin, get remove all the guts. Um, and when they say to blend it for 8 to 10 minutes, do it do for that. 8 to 10 minutes. Um, and if you're still concerned, you could probably put it through a sieve, hmm. and you'll be fine.
1: I, I don't know that I've ever had a pumpkin pie made with actually grown and roasted pumpkin. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I was just thinking, oh, I've got to try that. But instead, I think I'm going <laughs> to ask you to try that sometime. Yeah. That's the price of being on this awesome podcast, is you've got to make me a pumpkin pie. Okay, bring pumpkin pumpkin pie. pie. Yeah. Um, I did think it was very interesting, though, that when I asked you about this completely separate passion, it related back to theater.
0: (laughs) Everything relates back to theater. (laughs) I was
1: just going to ask that. Do you find your life? Is theater the, the hub and the rest of your life, the spokes that come out from that?
0: I think it has to be, because most of the people that... I know in lacrosse, being from the other side of the state, I know because I have done theater. Um, or because they know someone who I've done theater with. Um, but I, I can't escape it. I go home, and I have two little boys, and they will be putting on shows in the living room. Um, or reenacting Star Wars. I mean, one of the two. But
1: Good quality <laughs> stuff there. Is there any kind of a uh, spirituality that comes from that? Or a... Uh you know, a deepness of awareness <laughs> you know, I guess spirituality is the word i I do want
0: i don't I don't know if I would call it a spirituality. I think just being involved in theater though um I know we I, we touched on this earlier, but I think it just gives you a deeper level of empathy and understanding which can be helpful and also very frustrating because, and also me just being a daydreamer, I can think of things that are happening in my life and the things that I would like to do or say, and I already know what the consequence would be. And it's just like, as gratifying as it might be to do, I shouldn't do it. Um, Or just, again, to to see things, observe things that are going on and hearing two sides debate about it and just... (sighs) It's frustrating because you understand it, but that understanding doesn't necessarily mean you know how to fix it. So... Yeah. But it just... I don't know. Is that spiritual? I think it, it might get philosophical.
1: <laughs> well, I think, they're, I think they're kind of two sides of the same coin in, yeah. in my mind anyway. Um, and it deb- I would say that hearing you talk about it in life, I, I think there is something that I would call spiritual, however you want to define it. There is a, a deep importance to it, more than just mm-hmm. the thrill of getting to do a death scene on stage and it's fun <laughs> to be someone else. You know, it, it It seems, like you said, it seems to force you to uh, put on other someone else's shoes and walk a few miles.
0: Explore other people's perspectives. Yeah.
1: So all of these things that you daydream about and think to say, <laughs> are you writing them down so that we can see these in a play sometimes? Never.
0: <laughs> um, I don't... I... I used to write more... When I was in third grade, I wrote a 33-page horror novel. Um, and I haven't been able to top it since.
1: <laughs> I hope you still have it?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I might. Find it. Uh, oh, gosh. But I was very much uh, R.L. Stein, Christopher Pike fangirl. So.
1: Okay. I was going to ask some of your uh, inspirations. Would those be it?
0: Um. I don't think they... Well, I mean, for for that particular project, yes. Um, you mean inspirations but in day-to-day to, life? To, or? Well, to
1: love creativity, I guess.
0: Oh. Um,
1: they must have started you along that path if you wrote a 33-page <laughs> novel.
0: I think... It, but honestly, with inspiration... I think part of it would come from my parents just because they... They're the ones that really started off that that love of music. Um, and I know it's church, but it is still a performance of sorts. Um, I think
1: all music is church in a way. <laughs> I, really, I do. It, it's our own kind of church. I mean, that's I think that's one of the reasons why we sing is to, you know, it's cathartic Yeah. in one way or another.
0: Um, but honestly, I think... I think my inspiration comes from the people that that I am around. honestly, um, I find myself that I gravitate towards people who are risk takers. Um, my best friend has her own <laughs> own food food industry, um, the vintage kitchen, and she teaches lessons and she she caters and I am just always. In awe of her bravery to to try out something new and to take on this entirely like unique persona, um, I think about Andrea and the women that she works with for the Alternative Truth Project, and just to take initiative and to bring something new to the community. Um, people who are just going for it I mean to me those are the inspiring people Um, and it's funny because a lot of the people that I think inspire me they probably don't even know
1: (laughs) isn't that interesting
0: yeah because you you don't tell them and you should so
1: that means you might inspire people too maybe yeah that really is a, a good reminder to think about the people that inspire us and maybe let them know You know, you can go to AroundRiverCity.com and keep up with all kinds of things that are going on around the area. Check it out. And if you're enjoying this conversation, you can subscribe to the podcast there as well. Never miss a show. This time around, I'm talking with Dominique Lukey. She has a family of her own, and we'll talk about them when we come back. It's Around River City, the podcast about the people that make this area such a cool place to live. I'm Ken Cooper, and this time around, I'm really happy to have had the chance to spend a little while on the terrace at the Weber Center for the Performing Arts. I sat down, had a conversation, and got to know Dominique Lukey. To continue the conversation, I asked Dominique to tell me a little bit about her family.
0: Sure. Um, my, my immediate family now. Yeah, your, now. your kids. And, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So I am married to Dustin Lukey and he is an anchor at WXOW and
1: (laughs) can I tell you something? Sure. I had a a wonderful opportunity to be a part of of an alternative truth project. Uh, It was a staged reading of Dr. Strangelove and Dan Radke uh, who's big in theater but who we both have known for a long time and and I've known Dan for 20 some (laughs) years and that gave me comfort knowing he was there, uh, and, and I knew he would be good. But then mm-hmm. I, when I showed up for the first rehearsal and I saw Dustin and I knew that he kind of does this sort of thing, and I didn't know him,
0: <laughs> it was a little
1: intimidating. I'm like, oh, boy. I'm oh, glad. he's. I know. He, it, he was awesome. He was wonderful. But it was just one of those instances where I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, he knows what he's doing. What am I doing here? <laughs>
0: No. And he was
1: very good. He
0: is so good. He is so kind. He is so humble. Um, And he is is just so incredibly supportive. Um, And I think that's how we really make it work, because we we met doing a theater-related project, um, and we continued to do it. Um, throughout our, we were in a show together a month before we got married. We were, we closed a show together on our one year anniversary, um, found out we were pregnant a week after that show closed, and, I mean. You
1: he, are immersed in the life. We
0: are immersed, we, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but no, he, so he's, he's just wonderful, and I am so, I always thought I wanted a little girl. And we have two boys, and I'm just so grateful because they are mini Dustin's. And in my opinion, we just need more of those in the world because they are so incredibly sweet um, and silly. And they allow you to be silly, which I think is also important. Um, How old are they? They are three and five.
1: When I did improv here in Lacrosse, you are working so hard... To be spontaneous. You know, it's funny <laughs> that you're working so hard to be spontaneous. And I would always say and I'd tell myself, just you know, my daughter was five, six, four, five, six years old, and I'd just, just watch them interact. They're the best improvers oh there my are. Gosh. And just watch them and just be like them. And that's really hard to do when we're adults. Yeah,
0: I feel like Damien is the better improviser. He would be the one that would, want. usually Dustin would be in a show, um, and he would be singing the songs from the show, but giving them different words. Um, and then Dax, Dax is the better crier. He can do real te- <laughs> he, real tears, um, but he, he's a mimic. Anything Damien says, that's, that's where he gets his stories. Damien will tell a story and then Dax will be like, and I want to tell you a story now. And it's the exact same thing that Damien just said. So it's like, I have, I am raising a pair of plagiarists. Great job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, some parents might just think it's cute.
0: Maybe. <laughs> no, they are very cute, in my unbiased opinion.
1: What do you hope for them in the future for their life?
0: Oh, God. Um, I think what any mother wants, I want them to be happy, I want them to be safe. Um, I really hope that they they find a partner in this life that um, will bring out the best in them and be supportive um, and just give them friendship and love. Um, I hope that I mean, I understand they they may need to branch out and move across the state or across the country. Um, but I hope that we stay close, that we'll still have a, a strong relationship, even if it is a relationship that's from afar. I hope they they do the things that will give them the most fulfillment out of life. I mean, I I love my family dearly. They are wonderful, but that was the one thing with growing up is that I didn't always feel like I had that support. Um, So that has been the one thing in my adult life that I am always striving for. I talk about how inspired I am by the people that I I tend to gravitate towards and their ability to take risks that um, I want to make sure that they know that they have at least one person who is in their corner cheering them on because I think everyone just needs that and what a better world this would be um, if we did just build each other up instead of just being the naysayer and saying this won't work or what about this and this and this and this is why you can't do this just say yes so Um, I hope they take risks.
1: Moms really are great, aren't they? And that's really a a good hope to have and a, a brave hope to have, don't you think? For our children to take risks. This is Around River City, and I want to say a huge thank you to Dominique Lukey for the wonderful conversation and for the pumpkin pie that I'm just going to assume will be delivered any day now. Thank you for listening, and if you know someone who makes our home a cool place to live, let me know about them. Subscribe to the podcast and check out all there is to find at AroundRiverCity.com. I'm Ken Cooper. We'll talk to you soon.